G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. I've certainly always had a, um, a deep belief in Jesus, but I suppose through my teenage years, uh, it was probably more based on my parents' faith and, and going along to church because that's what we did as a family, not necessarily because that's what I wanted to do. The Story. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Today's guest, Shane Strong, has always had a love of motorsports. So, as a Christian, he's overjoyed that he's been able to combine his passion for cars with his faith in sharing the gospel. He's the operations manager of Jesus Racing, an organisation based in Sydney that uses racing and race cars as a vehicle for spreading the good news of Jesus. Shane Strong is having a chat and sharing his story with Karen Hunt. Operations manager for Jesus Racing. That sounds a little bit crazy. Would that be accurate? Um, yes, that that is fairly accurate. Um, look, I do everything from um, you know day to day operations of, of the organisation, so um, logistics to marketing, PR, you know, booking events. We do a lot of uh, school events right around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Fisher speaks in schools and. Uh, events and so it's obviously organising that, organising his diary, as well as you know, looking after sponsors, donors, um, and basically just everything to do with the operations of the the ministry, but actually driving in the racing car and and doing the speaking in schools and events. So very very busy. Shane, give us a little synopsis for the benefit of those who are new to this concept. What exactly is Jesus Racing? Sure. Look, Jesus Racing is essentially. It's a an Aussie mission. We we race as part of the Australian V8 Ute Series. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Fishtail Fisher was the founder of Jesus Racing, and uh, he's our driver and our communicator. So look, Jesus Racing, um, you know, was essentially established to um, you know, provide a contemporary, positive, and influential voice that um, you know, would challenge the paradigms and misconceptions that secular Australia has you know, towards Christianity, the Church, and, and most importantly, Jesus. And it's good to have that name in the title in itself, hey? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, we're we're obviously uh, about the person of Jesus. Um, yeah, we're a Christian organization and um you know we we're out there to you know as i said basically get people to um open up a conversation and and you know come and come and talk to us come and uh talk to the team and um you know for people in you know in society as well to be able to uh, use jesus racing to engage with uh, their friends and family yeah so shane you're in kellyville the northwestern part of sydney lovely area there did you grow up in that area Look, I did grow up in Kellyville. Uh, I grew up on on five acres out here. My parents bought um, the property uh, the year I was born, and um, yeah, pretty much uh, have grown up here all my life. I, I moved out to Queensland for a couple of years, but uh, moved back when I myself uh, and my wife had uh, our first child. Tell me, what was your early life characterised by? What did it look like? Um, oh, look, I'd say. A normal, normal, um, you know, kid's life. We, um, you know, growing up on five acres, uh, you know, spent a lot of time outside, um, you know, just 
racing around. I've always loved everything with a, a motor. So, um, yeah, from a young age, I was riding motorbikes and into cars and, and that sort of thing. But, yeah, typical life as a, uh, a young kid, I suppose. So when you are a little tacker, were you the kind of little boy that collected those Hot Wheels cars and went zooming in the dirt and around the tree roots? Was that a part of your young life? Yes, definitely a part <laughs> of my life. Uh, I, I've got hundreds of uh, Matchbox cars, Hot Wheels cars, lots of little model cars like that, and and I still, I still collect those. My wife thinks it's quite funny because I've got... Yeah, half our display cabinet is full of these um, these cars that I've had for a long time and um, continue to enjoy having them on display. So they're very special, huh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, it was always out playing with them in the dirt and, and finding things that we could uh, you know race them along and that sort of thing. You know, my memory goes back to year one for me. My brother is five years older. It's just the two of us in my lunch breaks and after school in year one because of the love for my brother and his friends and their love for me. I actually never played with dolls or girly things but I too would have my own little Hot Wheels collection and I would love playing around the roots of the old fig tree in the schoolyard it was so fun Yes, excellent. Now, well, look, I, I've got two daughters myself, and uh, you know, they love playing with my uh, old Matchbox cars as well. So, tell me, Billy Carts was that a part of your childhood? Um, look, it, it was. We um, we used to make our own little Billy Carts out of you know timber or any, anything sort of lying around, any wheels we could get, and, and put it on and. Uh, we had a, a steep driveway that we used to uh, race down there and you know, we'd either be on those or, or skateboards and um, you know, it'd be a, a continual race and there, there was always lots of scraped knees and elbows <laughs> and, and plenty of blood, but it was a lot of fun. Did you have siblings or do you have siblings, brothers I and sisters? I do. I'm one of six uh, kids. Yeah. I've got, uh, I've got three three sisters and two brothers. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm the, the third eldest in there. There was always always someone to play with always someone yeah even if you had a fight or a dust up with one of them there was always somebody else you could go and take sides with and go and play another game with so within your family there at kellyville on the acreage was faith a part of your family life um, look, absolutely. I, I grew up in, in church, grew up through the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went along those young young kids and, you know, yeah, certainly faith was always a part of, of our lives in terms of you know, at home as well. We'd obviously regularly pray together and, and have Bible study groups and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, certainly um, that was certainly a big part of it. So in your teen years as a, a young man, was that also a part of your world? Tell me about that and, and what you did once you left school. Yeah, look, growing up in I suppose my teenage years I I certainly always had a um, a deep belief in in, in Jesus and and yeah, in Christianity and uh, but I suppose through my teenage years or certainly my early teenage years uh, it was probably more based on my parents faith and and going along to church and um, you know that sort of thing was because that's what we did as a family, not necessarily because that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I suppose I could, I, I would say I was, I was living my own life at that point. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't regularly praying. Uh, I wasn't, you know, regularly, um, you know, reading my Bible and that sort of thing. I, I wouldn't have said I was a, a bad child or, or that sort of thing, but I certainly... Um, yeah, I was was just doing my own thing, um, and it was it was probably when I was about twelve or thirteen. My eldest sister started going to 
a, um, a local church, a local youth group. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, she was always trying to convince myself and my older brother to, to come along as well. And, um, yeah, my older brother at that stage, he was, yeah, a bit off the rails. He was, you know, doing drugs and, you know, drinking a bit. And, you know, to be honest with you, he just wasn't a, wasn't a nice person to, uh, to, to hang around. And, mm. Um, he, he ended up going along one weekend, uh, with my sister and I was always saying, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll come along. I'll come along with you next week. But, you know, obviously that, uh, that didn't happen. But look, my, uh, my older brother went along to this youth group and, uh, it really just changed his life totally. He, um, gave up all the things he was doing and, and really started, you know, focusing on doing the right thing and, and believing in, in Jesus and, you know, I saw a, a significant transformation in him, and um, you know, so I thought, well, you know, maybe I should uh, go along and and see what, um, yeah, see what it's all about, and you know, so I ended up going along with them, and you know, pretty much been been back in church since then. So that was when I was about fourteen. And that was not in the Salvation Army Church, or it was? Uh, no, look, it wasn't wasn't in the Salvation Army Church. It was just a, another local church that. Um, yeah, it was, it was not far from where we live. So. Well, obviously it made an impact and God bless the youth workers and the, yeah, the people absolutely. there for embracing yeah. your brother and obviously yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so, look, you know, now my, yeah, all, all of my family, the rest of my siblings, um, you know, go along and, and we all attend the same church. And now we've all got kids of our own. I think there's about, my parents have got about 15 grandkids. And wow. uh, when, when we're all in church together, we, we kind of take up about two rows. So. <laughs> well, that's a very special family affair, yeah? Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. And, you know, we love spending the time with each other on a, on a Sunday in church and we usually catch up afterwards for um, coffee and, and chat as well. So, Tell me, when you left school, what did you pursue at that time? Uh, look, after I left school, I went to university and I did a property economics degree and uh, through that got into uh, property sales and property development and so I was involved in that uh, down here in Sydney and then uh, when I moved to Queensland, I uh, was also involved in, in that, yeah, I was involved in some of the, the high-rise developments on the Gold Coast there and then also uh, got involved in some uh, retail development, so shopping centres with like Coles and Woolworths and uh, bulky goods facilities with Bunnings and, and that sort of thing. Is so, that what took you to Queensland? I wouldn't say that's what took me to Queensland. It, it was certainly a part of it. I knew there was obviously a fair bit of growth uh, happening up in Queensland at that stage. It was more like my wife and I enjoyed going to, to Queensland and, and one of my best mates uh, lived on the Gold Coast mm. and uh, we went up there you know, at least once a year lying in bed one night just talking and we uh, we said we love going up there why don't why don't we move up there so we and we kind of prayed about it and then you know pretty much made the decision and packed up our things and off we went within in about four weeks well brave move and i can concur with that i mean myself from brisbane met yeah. and married my hubby here uh moved to sydney our first number of years we were in sydney in the northwestern part not too far from you at west pennant hills we had our two children there and then uh, actually decided all our families in Queensland. The Gold Coast sounds nice. So here we are now living in the foothills of the hinterland of, of the Gold Coast. And it is a very good choice, I must say. It's a lovely yeah, area. It's, yes, it's a beautiful spot up there. I and mean, look, we, we still love going up, uh, going back up there. And who knows, we, we may end up back up that way at some stage. We'll, yeah. we'll see where, um, yeah, where, where things take us. Sure. So God knows, God knows all. But. You eventually ended back in Sydney. So what took you back to Sydney? 
look, I think it was certainly when we had our first child or when we found out we were pregnant with our first child. You know, my wife, her family was from around here as well and we just decided that, uh, yeah, we wanted that support yeah. around us when we, we had our first child. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, look, it was a bit of a journey we went through, you know, trying to get pregnant and, um, you yeah, know, there's certainly obviously a lot of people out there who, who go through a similar thing in terms of just, Taking a lot of time and, you know, just not being able to fall pregnant very easily. We'd seen lots of, lots of doctors and had all different tests and bits and pieces. And, you know, essentially after we had our first child, the doctors sort of said to us, well, apart from the fact you've got a, a daughter sitting here in front of me, I, I would have told you you wouldn't have been able to have children. Mm. So, um, you know, that in itself was a, um, a bit of a miracle. And to, you know, to have two has, um, yeah, been a great blessing. You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is having a chat with Shane Strong, the operations manager of Jesus Racing, and he's been sharing his life journey. Next, we'll hear how he became involved with Jesus Racing and the difference they're making in the lives of school students. That and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Today's guest, Shane Strong, is the operations manager of Jesus Racing, an organisation that combines his need for speed with his heart for sharing the good news of Jesus. Before the break, we heard that Shane had worked in property development before his wife fell pregnant with their first child. Next, Shane shares about how he became involved with Jesus Racing and the difference they're making in the lives of young people. Shane's continuing his chat with Karen Hunt. Andrew Fishtail Fisher, how did this guy come into your world and how did you get involved with Jesus Racing? Sure. Well, look, I, uh, as I sort of mentioned before, I've always been in love with motorsports and, and all things engine and cars and the like. And so I was always watching motorsport and always had seen the Jesus Racing team you know, on TV and at, at race meetings. Um, yeah, I hadn't really, uh, I suppose, you know, looked into it, understood what Jesus Racing was about, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, certainly knew about them. And my brother-in-law actually met up with Andrew, and yeah, got talking, and um, yeah, he sort of suggested to Andrew that he should uh, yeah meet meet me and um, yeah and have a chat. And uh, so yeah, Andrew uh, graciously did that, and I went along and, and caught up with him and. Yeah, you know, I suppose he just gave me a full understanding of of what Jesus Racing was all about, yeah. and um, yeah, so sort of from from there we just continued chatting, and um, yeah, I, I just felt God sort of leading me to um, to get involved and to you know help uh, support him and and support Jesus Racing, and um, yeah, went from there. And that's exactly what you're doing now as operations manager. Did you start in that role or was it a different capacity? Um, look, I did start in this role. So um, at the time, Andrew was uh, looking for uh, somebody to come on board and to you know, help with the you know, the day-to-day running of everything and 
um, you know, so he could continue focusing on the, you know, sort of vision, the long-term uh, direction of the ministry. Um, yeah, and Andrew always talks about it. It's, you know, Jesus racing is not about him. He talks about Jesus racing, you know, that he has it in an open hand. You know, it's, it's, it's God's thing. It's, it's not Andrew Fisher's thing. And so, um, yeah, he's always looking for, you know, other people to, to get involved and to get on board because at the end of the day, if uh, Jesus Racing is going to continue into the future, uh, Andrew is not necessarily always going to be involved. He's not going to be, um, you know, driving all the time. So, you know, we've got a, a young guy who we've had in the car as well that potentially will uh, will have a drive at some point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so there's always opportunities like that. Yeah, so look, uh, that's that's what I came on to do. I came, came on board to... To help with that and to to focus on the yeah the partnerships we have uh, and donors and and that sort of thing. So, so you've gone from property economics to yeah. public relations and relationship development. That's that's a far cry. <laughs> yeah, look, it it certainly was a bit of a change, and it, you know, look, it probably took me uh, about twelve twelve months. Uh, we were I was talking with Andrew and, and praying about it and talking with uh, friends and family about it and. Yeah, you know, obviously my wife, and uh, just wanting to make sure it was the you know, the right decision for us. Yeah, it's certainly been a, a bit of a <laughs> a different thing, but uh, it was interesting when uh, you know when I sort of caught up with a, a lot of people from um, my school at a school reunion, mm-hmm. one of our year reunions, and uh, people were asking you know what I was doing, and um, yeah, so it was it was a great opportunity just to talk to them about my faith because it was like, well, I'm managing Jesus Racing, and they're like, okay, what's what's Jesus yeah. Racing all about? So. Yeah, it's a great opportunity just to open up the conversation with people. So that's, Fantastic. That's what I, love about it. I love the fact that a guy like Andrew can be going into numerous schools. Does he address primary and secondary school students? What's he doing in WA? Sure. Look, it's a uh, it's a high school program that we run, okay. uh, and it, it's run right across the country. The the program's called Life Choices, mm-hmm. and essentially uh, Andrew goes into the the schools and and talks to the students about. Uh, making what we call courageous decisions in life. So it's a decision that they've thought through the consequences of rather than just you know, making a decision you know, on impulse or in the moment. And he, he talks to them about a range of, of topics, including you know, smoking, drugs, uh, teenage sex, mm. road safety, mm. cyberspace and bullying, and, and also faith. And all these things are, are, are part of uh, the you know, what's defined as you know, student welfare. And so having, having the Jesus Racing Team, having a racing team is a great opportunity to be able to uh, get access into these, um, into these high schools. Yeah, and I can imagine the draw card. Does he take a car with him or does he just go dressed in his racing gear? <laughs> yeah, look, we do have a, um, a replica of our actual racing ute. Uh-huh. So it's a, a road-going version, which is, you know, it's, it's still a V8. It's, it's loud. It's got a loud exhaust on it. And it's all stick it up exactly the same. So we take that into the schools and, yeah, you know, it's just a great way of breaking through the noise and being able to engage with young people. I mean, you know, racing at the speeds he does at, you know, in the youth category, which is such a competitive category. Okay. It just gives Andrew the street cred to be able to, you know, to, to open up you know, their, their minds to actually listening to what he says. So, yeah. I mean, he, he's not telling them anything new. He's not telling them anything that you know, probably their parents or teachers aren't talking to them about anyway. But because he's a high-profile person, a, a famous person, 
um, you know, they, they actually sit up and listen. And it's just amazing. You know, and what I love is, is just going into these schools. And, and when we get there, you know, you, you do cop a bit of flack. You know, these, these students think they're all cool and, and, and come up and talk to you and that sort of thing. But once they get in and, and Andrew does the presentation, yeah, he's a great communicator and he, he just really engages them. And they just sit there quietly and, and listen. And, and you can see that it's actually going in and, yeah. and making a difference. Well, he is a real inspiration. I mean, I've spoken with Andrew a number of times, not just to school students, but he's also involved with men's events. Yeah, look, the, the main thing about it is Christian men to be able to invite their non-Christian uh, mates or relatives to an event which is you know, it's non-threatening, it's non-confronting. You know, they can come along and hear a, a racing driver talk and, and see some cool cars, but yet be challenged about um, their thoughts of, of who Jesus is and, and to be able to consider you know, Jesus for themselves. You know, we're, we're about doing things uh, really well and, and again for... Yeah, you know, guys being able to bring their mates, you know, again, it's at a, at a venue that's non-threatening to them. So if they don't want to go to a church or they're scared about those sort of things, it's like, well, bring them to a racetrack and they get to see a racing <laughs> team and hear this guy speak. So. Sounds very, very cool. Shane, if people are interested to make contact with you to find out more about Jesus Racing, maybe even look to include Andrew Fishtail Fisher in future events or upcoming workshops in schools what's the best way they can make contact with you just via our website which is just jesusracing.com.au that's the best way it's got all the information on there people can contact us if they want to get andrew into a a local high school or at an event and um yeah plenty of other things on there and uh, if they just want to go there and have a look that's uh, that's the best way of doing it so again jesusracing.com.au i've been speaking with shane strong he's the operations manager with jesus racing shane thanks so much for sharing some of your story really appreciate your time that's uh, great thanks karen you're welcome god bless bye-bye bye That was Karen Hunt chatting with Shane Strong about his work with Jesus Racing, an organisation based in Sydney that uses racing and race cars as a method for spreading the gospel. It's encouraging to hear about the difference Jesus Racing is making in young lives today. You just never know how God can use your interests to reach others. You can find out more about Jesus Racing at their website, jesusracing.com.au. That's jesusracing.com.au. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I secured a uh, contract to play professionally overseas in England, and I was married, and um, I almost lost my family because of the stuff that was um, happening over there as a superstar, as a sports player. And I wasn't a superstar by all means, but supporters put you on a pedestal. And you believe that uh, you are the best of the best. Sean W. Smith and Wilson Marsh both have huge hearts for impacting young lives with the message of the gospel. Sean uses children's music and Wilson uses sport to connect with children. We'll hear both their stories next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.